Previously on Downton Abbey, Lady Mary gave birth to her first child with Matthew, and then Matthew got into a car accident and died. Otherwise, Cousin Rose is moving in, and Lady Edith has the hots for someone who is married to a crazy person. I don't know if that's polite to say it that way, but that's the situation. And uh, we'll talk all about that and more this week on Downton Abbey. Oh, geez, the Lord of Grantham podcast. And here we are. Hey, we're back. Uh, it's been a, bit, been, a, been a little bit of a while since we've uh, done an episode now. We had a... Well, re- been a, it feels like sitting down and watching Downton is something I haven't done in a while. Yeah. Because the season breakdown, we don't need to watch any episodes. Mm-hmm. The yeah. movie club, we don't need to watch episodes. And then right. we took a week off in between. Right. It felt a little bit like coming home and a little bit like, oh man, this is over an hour again. Yeah, an hour <laughs> and six minutes. Yep, yep. That was N- no linear sight. That was my Friday night. <laughs> yeah, that was my like. Wait a minute, what? Saturday morning. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, before we get to the episode, mm-hmm. it's two pieces of business to attend to. Mm-hmm. Thing one, sure. We talked about it at the end of last week's Downton Movie Club. So if you did not listen to that because you haven't seen the movies, and we understand, why not take the week off? Uh, we are on Patreon. Yeah. So. I won't talk about it as much as we did last time, but there are two tiers that you can subscribe to monthly, a $1 and a $5 tier. The $1 tier, you get a monthly shout-out on the podcast, mm-hmm. and you get a access to the Lords of Grantham Lounge on Facebook, uh, where you can talk to us about Downton, you can talk to us about anything, and we'll just be there kind of having conversations with our fans, which is something that we'd like to do. Yeah, we'd love to engage with you more. Yeah, we like uh, our people, so... That's twelve bucks a year. That's like not even a meal at a at a Chili's. Do they have to donate all twelve dollars? You don't have to. You could also donate a one time donation of like five bucks, and we'll throw you in the Lord to Grantham Lounge. We might boot you if you act crazy, but we're gonna add you. All right. Yeah. yeah. And the five dollar tier, same thing. You're in the Lord to Grantham Lounge, mm-hmm. and you get a monthly bonus episode of a subject matter TBD. A monthly episode. Monthly bonus episode. We're gonna. We're okay. Might be about like Star Wars or wrestling or The Simpsons. Yeah, or... we'll, have to, we'll have to figure out what the what the extra episode will be. Yeah, maybe it'll be a Downton movie. Maybe it'll be like a current movie. You know, just us talking about something. You know, yeah. you're listening yeah. to us talk here. Mm-hmm. So that, and, and you can do, again, you can do like 20 bucks once. You could do like two bucks once and not subscribe. But 50 cents? I don't know if you could do under a dollar, but oh. if you want to, All can right. I do a penny tier? <laughs> I, I, how, do, how do you think Patreon would take their cut? Hey, man, <laughs> penny stocks are a thing. We can reinvest and, you know, yeah, that would, go from there. I, I would a thousand percent do that. <laughs> take pennies? Do like, and it purposely invest them into penny uh, stocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just immediately cash them out. I, Maybe. Hey. Yeah, we got goals. So that's thing one. Mm-hmm. Check us out, patreon.com slash Lords of Grantham. Mm-hmm. We'd love to have you. The other thing is... There's this video game convention that we've been going to. I've been going to it for seven years. I've so you're six, right? Six, yeah. It's called MAGFest. It stands for the Music and Gaming Fest in National Harbor, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And it's a growing convention. Every year it gets a lot of people. It's massive. It gets like 13,000, yeah, 14,000 Yeah, our, our first year, my first year was like 6,000. Yeah, it, it's so grown So it quickly. is huge now. Mm-hmm. But your boys, the Lord to grant them, applied for a panel. Yeah. 
And we want to talk about bad pro wrestling video games. We want to do commentary over bad pro wrestling video games. Yeah, we, we thought about, is there a way to integrate Downton Abbey into this? And we didn't see a way that a music, music and gaming festival at Downton Abbey would be a, a thing there. There is a Downton Abbey board game oh, that we, we fully intend on playing, perhaps at MAGFest. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't work this show about uh, British socialites in the 1920s into a video game convention. So this is sort of our way of doing it. But one thing that they ask for when you apply on top of your credentials and what you want your panel to be Mm -hmm. is your social media links. So I gave them all of our links and we do have uh, wonderful followers that we Mm -hmm. love. But if you're listening to this and you don't follow us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter. If, you don't like us on Facebook? Like us on Facebook. Well, Instagram? Yeah, your social media of choice, and then you can mute us if you so choose. Exactly. Yeah, if you don't want to hear us, we just need the followers. Yeah, and if you're in the Washington, D.C., the DMV area, mm-hmm. and you want to come, even if we don't get this panel, we'll be there. So if you want to come play a board game with us. Play the Down Abbey board game with us. Yeah, exa- hey, yeah. If you're yeah. in the DMV area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. <laughs> not your local DMV. Yeah, not your Department of Motor Vehicles. Uh, hit us up on the Twitter because I think there are only so many players that can play the down game. So we'll lock you in as one of our players. Yeah. And you know what? You might not even need to get a pass because we might be able to sneak you in. But, I mean, support MAGFest. It's a great convention. We love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't put that out there because then they'll be like, no, you suggested people just sneaking in. Yes. You tried to juke your social media numbers. You don't get this panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, help us. Yeah. Please, please. And we have, like... I mean, do you have a social media presence outside of here? I do. Yeah. What do you mean? Just like, personally? Yeah, yeah. 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 I do. You, you tweet and stuff? I tweet and I follow the Lords of Grantham. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 my Twitter used to be public, but I locked it up just uh, just in case. My, yeah. my Instagram is public, though. My, my well, everything, but yeah, I guess I'm pretty public. I don't know why this pertains to anything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear more of me, I'm on. If you're my, in the Lords of Grantham <laughs> Lounge, you'll know us personally. Yeah. If you want to hear more of me, I'm on the eMarketer podcast for my company where I talk about consumer media usage trends and ad spending. I'm sure that sounds fascinating. Hey, I, I told. Uh, I told MAGFest about that on our apl- application for a panel. Every piece of social media counts. Yeah, it all adds up. <laughs> yeah. All right, we need to get into this episode. Season four, episode one. The tilt has happened. Sybil is gone. Matthew is gone. And we're in uncharted territory. I mean, we watch it, but as I said, my memory is kind of foggy when it comes to the back half of Down Abbey. Uh, and that proved true this episode already. With like some characters, I was like, huh? There and, are... well, this this episode, speaking of people that are gone, mm-hmm. right out the gate. O'Brien. O'Brien. Well, let, let's start with the beginning of the episode. So O'Brien th- leaves. Well, no credit. There's no credits, which is I think not. A, oh yeah, not at all. I o- did note there was a cold open. Yeah, because usually there's always credits for for Downton Abbey, um, and it just starts with one light on in the in the manor. It's a it's a foggy night. It kind of like speaks to like what's going on with Downton Abbey right now. A little little haziness over over Highclere Castle. It's a little a, mystery. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Gone next. Matthew's gone. Uh, so yeah, we see O'Brien sneaking out in the middle of the night. And is it really O'Brien? That's what I was going to say. Is it the actress? Did I, they did, pay her? Did they're like, "Hey, shoot this scene." They shoot they show like a brief like piece of a face, but it didn't look like O'Brien. It could be like some Paul Walker Furious 7 stuff if they didn't have the money to get. It. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I think yeah, she chose to leave the show as you should do in between seasons. Uh and they found a clever way to write her out, I thought. 
I think they kind of wrote that like that was going to be a point of contention, but I don't think they necessarily pulled the trigger that quickly. Did yeah. she leave the show? Oh, yeah. She's not coming back, dude. She's, no, but did the uh, actress, like, say, I want to be done with this? Or did they just yeah. say, we wrote you out? No, no. She left the show. For what? I, I think she has a career. I mean, she's been in other things. O'Brien. Uh, I can't name you what, what yeah, they've been. I, but... can, Dan Stevens, who's the beast, we can only name, like, two things he's been in. Well, you know, it's a time-consuming schedule shooting a show, you know? So maybe she had other things in life going on. Well, either way, they gave her a more dignified out in the last episode than a car crash. Dignified, you know, mildly. Because everyone afterwards is just like, she left? She just left in the middle of the night? Even Alfred didn't know that she was going to leave. Yeah, she's a dark horse, is what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one who seemed to have any idea was Lady Rose. But mm-hmm. she, she didn't think she would actually take the job with her mother, uh, whatever her name was. It's, Lady it's, Flincher. It's, and it's in fun. India. Yeah. Well, she's a, she wants to go on an adventure. I don't blame her. But it, it's funny, like, go, thinking back to watching the show live, I did not remember who she was leaving to go work for at all. I was like, she's just leaving? Okay. Because it was a year between seasons. So how mm-hmm. am I supposed to remember this one character who was in one episode in the last episode? Yeah, it's like one and, of many side plots, which include a death and a baby. Like, are you yeah. really going to pay attention to O'Brien? Right. And, and so now, like... Watching it back to back, it's like, oh, so she went with that, you know, wet rag of a woman from the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Two, yeah they're a match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, wish O'Brien the best. Hope she got to see all of uh, India and everything. Um, so it, it's kind of funny. So, you know, Thomas O'Brien, it's such a core function of the show. Do you feel like we're, we're losing out on something now with her no. being gone? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I do feel like they didn't resolve it in the way they should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think, I feel like she ever, you know, after killing Cora's child in the first season, I don't think they really came full circle on that, of like her like absolving herself of... No, because like, then she doubled can't. down and, and with the stuff with Thomas and Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. She didn't she didn't come back at all. No, no, no. And you, I guess you can't absolve someone after they murdered a child, but yeah, it's just a weird arc for her character. Yeah, and it never became... You always felt like that was the... Mm-hmm. the smoking gun you know like it's gonna yeah. come back oh yeah in some it, way it never came back yeah 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 oh o'brien we knew you wish we didn't whoever the actress's name congratulations you played yourself i think she's doing fine although now did you think about the movie when you saw this like who would be a shocking return for she the movie? would not be a shocking return shocking no oh come on are you serious if o'brien showed up in the movie like thomas is just having a good day then o'brien shows up it's like oh no what's it's, going to happen here it's number 29 is in the ring and the numbers go mrs <laughs> <laughs> oh, o'brien by god oh it's my O'Brien. God. <laughs> she's back i <laughs> throws Thomas over the top rope. If, if she shows up in the movie, I am so excited for I'm the not, pos- I hate her. She's like one of my least favorite characters on the show. The possibilities of what she could do, what havoc she could wreak, what babies she could kill again. <laughs> what is this? You in the Halloween spirit? <laughs> I guess so. It's, it's, uh, I'm sorry, that was rather ghoulish. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. But it's funny, uh, Grantham isn't surprised that she walked out, but Cora is shocked. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, Grantham didn't think uh, much of her understandably yeah 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 all right so moving on from that what do what is the easiest thing to cover because there's valentine's day because the one thing about this episode is like yeah it's all over the map there's a lot of things going on there's a lot of little things going on yeah you just just do the valentine's day yeah sure yeah 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 so it's valentine's day Mm -hmm. 
This so this is February 1922. So this is what a uh, couple months. It was Six August. Months. Yeah, it was August of 21 last season. Mm-hmm. So it's February. Yeah, it's February now. Yeah, yeah. So it's Valentine's Day and their letters that get given around mm-hmm. just to keep that love love square alive. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Does nothing more than that. Endless triangle between Jimmy, Ivy, and Alfred. And Daisy. And Daisy. It's well, it's four. a quadrangle. Okay. Yeah, a, yeah. a square, a love square. Oh, okay. And it's not that interesting. Mm-hmm. It has one little bit where... Wait, uh, Ivy doesn't know who sent the letter, and Daisy doesn't know who sent the letter, and then Jimmy mm-hmm. asks Ivy to go to the pub. Mm-hmm. Ivy just gets too drunk to to stand. Mm-hmm. They bring her back. It's so funny because you see them like skitter around, like downstairs, like oh no, you're going to get caught, and they're just like shuffling around. It looked so ridiculous. And then the you know like it's not even really worth talking about. Mrs. Patmore wrote. <laughs> Daisy the letter. Yeah, because Daisy was like, who wrote me the letter? And Pat Moore's like, look, I got to tell you, it was me. Just get over it. That hurt, like, watching that. It's like, man, no one feels anything for Daisy right now, so Pat Moore's got to write her, to let, write her the letter. I, I felt for Daisy a little bit there. And I felt for Pat, Pat Moore, too. She's just trying to help her friend out. Like, Yeah. It's, Did you, all she's trying to do is avoid a crisis, but it winds up making so much of a crisis she has to, like, answer to it. Yeah. And Jimmy yeah. and Alfred are still, like, annoying. Although I do like how Alfred's like, you didn't write her the letter, Jimmy. I did <laughs> like the first scene of Jimmy as Barrow, like, O'Brien's gone. Jimmy! Jimmy! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. O'Brien's gone! <laughs> Those two are still thick as thieves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Barrow's in a very interesting position. <laughs> do we want to move on to that uh, that story? Yeah, sure. So there's Nanny West. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, where'd she come from? <laughs> Hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's almost an in, in, this is a str- this is a weird story. Yeah, it's almost an inno- innocuous scene of like, oh, the babies are being pushed in their carriage, and then Thomas just walks over and like tries to say like hello to the babies, a little sibyl, like touching them, and then Nanny West tells him, "Don't touch the babies. You don't touch the babies until I tell you you can. Yeah. You're a servant." She keeps belittling him. Yeah, but Thomas is like, "I knew the parents. Who did you know, or whatever?" Like, yeah, and then. She keeps asking him, like, hey, go tell uh, Miss Patmore not to do this thing for the baby. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why don't you do it? Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, I'm busy with the babies. <laughs> and she's like, can't you just do it? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, she's just telling him, can you make scrambled eggs? Or tell him to make scrambled eggs? And he's like, no. And it's like... But he can he can do these things. He could. He could. He's just like... But I, I, and, I, I think I get where he's coming from in that... She sees herself as above him because she's working upstairs. Mm-hmm. So to go downstairs to make those requests would be below her. So like I think that's what he's trying to get is like you're not above any of us. Come down here and do it because you know you're not special. But the way, but I mean the way they handle it is obviously like always oh, back to his old ways of just. And then he just goes and straight up lies to who? Who does he talk to? Cora. Cora. He goes right to Cora and he says that she's leaving the babies alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like. Thanks for telling me. And it's funny because, like, in, in during all this, Bates is like you can kind of see like he's not crazy over Thomas or whatever. Still, like you know, like they they, they bridged their gap a little bit. We saw in the last season finale, but they're not like best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ha- he, so this lie, mm-hmm. it's like, come on, man, do you really yeah. have to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I literally in my notes was like, come on, Barrow. Like, do you have to be that harsh to someone? But I gasped at the reveal. <laughs> later in the episode which is why does there I, I mean barrow it's the same thing with finding isis mm-hmm. when they find him out looking for the dog yeah and he sort of gets this 
falls upward. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a little different, though. Cause, yeah, because like, Mrs. West is... Evil. What does she say? I wrote she, it down. She a says, wicked little crossbreed. Yeah, and it's so she, crazy. Like she, the, so she's, she says that to little Sibby. Yeah, and, the, and the, the face she has is very gremlin-esque. Just stay away from from Lord George, you he, wicked little crossbreed. Her, whole, her entire face is like contorted to look like demoness. Like it, it's it's like what, and then it goes back to smiling when Cora shows up because yeah, Cora hears and she's like, "Excuse me." Yeah, 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 and then all of it comes back home from Barrow and be like, "Thank you for letting me know about her." I like like boss mode Cora when she's like, yeah. "You will not touch my children. You will leave tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, uh, what they will get you a room ready, and then Nanny West is like, "I was just kidding. I was just kidding." Cora's like, uh, "Get out of my house." Yeah, like for every time someone says Corey's kind of Cora, you're no, you're not Cora. Corey, Corey, me, uh, yeah. But every yeah. time they say Cora is kind of a bad character who just doesn't really do anything as the example of that sort of living. Mm-hmm. When she does things like this, you're like, all right, yeah, she has some authority in the house. Get it done, Cora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So long, Nanny West. Hardly knew you. Yeah. Um, Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you think there's just going to be like a, a a long run of like uh, nannies coming in there that Thomas is just going to be like, nope, not her. Didn't throw him under a bus. <laughs> One after the other. Yeah, yeah, just keep going. O'Brien's out of town. So. Just like Defense Against the Dark Art Professors. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know, because there's a new maid who may be coming to town. Oh, jeez. I, I legit, I didn't remember her name until like halfway through the episode. My feed uh, froze. Mm-hmm. So I just went on IMDb to look up her name, and it's like, oh, Edna. Yeah. So they're... they're Edna. <laughs> they're, they're looking for a new maid in the household. Um, so yeah, this is very interesting because it's a first, uh, Edith is like, I'm going to go to London to hang out with my boy. And mm-hmm. while I'm there, I'll put an ad in the paper. And then cousin Rose is like, I think it would be cool if I went into town and put an ad in the window. Yeah. I like how Rose is like being assertive, like trying to make things happen. Like it's, mm-hmm. she's already like trying to, you know, make some moves there. It's like, yeah, you know, you have a voice and you're using it. Like she like represents like, you know. The assertiveness of these new mm-hmm. of these women post war, and then Edna applies. Yeah, takes a meeting with. Uh, well, she says she can't visit because her aunt is sick. So, mm-hmm. just a refresher: Edna is the one who was in the season finale, Journey to the Highlands, who was making moves on Branson. She was into him. Who kissed him? She oh yeah, saw him without a shirt. Oh yeah, she saw those abs. Uh, and she could not say no. So, uh, she yeah she applied. They had to get her out of there. Yeah, but the key thing is Hughes wrote her a letter of recommendation to send her away. Mm-hmm. And so Cora and Rose meet with her to interview her for the job. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I just want to do more work. And then she has the letter of recommendation from Hughes. It's so hilarious yeah. how this is coming back around. And it's like, oh, you can already see in her eyes, like, she's got <laughs> designs for Branson. Yeah. She wants him. She's back. Yeah. I, I, I'm back, <laughs> better than ever. I, I I forgot that like she comes back on the show. I thought she was a one and done character. I was like, hoping she was a one and done character. Yeah, I feel is, like she did everything that that character needed to do in that one episode. Mm-hmm. And nope, uh, nope. And, and so Hughes pleads to Cora like, "We don't want to help her." <laughs> Cora, and this goes back to you saying like, "Oh yeah, sometimes Cora is very like firm with what she wants," and she tells yeah, she boss mode. She's like, "Nope." Nope, nope. He's she. We're going to lend a helping hand here, and what does Carson react to this? Because they inform they inform Branson about her coming back, and Carson's like, "We have no choice but to let her back." It's like this could all be so avoidable if you just wanted to. Yep, like, but nope. 
I don't understand how it would refre- reflect badly on Branson by like admitting that she made moves on him. Is it like, I mean, it, look in the real world, you mean in the show, if he is that handsome of a man, if people are fawning for Branson that hard as, as they do, why wouldn't people be like, Oh, she wanted to make out with this guy. It's like, oh, he's a handsome guy. Some she, well, she wanted to, to poison him back to the lower class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wanted to do more than make out with him. Well, th- then they would understand, okay, maybe we shouldn't hire this woman because she's going to try and poison this man, but they, this hot but man. But they don't want to put Branson's reputation through it because he did, you know, he had lunch with her at the pub. He did all these but things But aren't with you her. risking his, his reputation even more by bringing her back into the fold where she may try to, like, do stuff with him? It just it seems like you're playing with fire here. Oh, they are playing with fire. It's either let Cora down now. Mm-hmm. Or potentially let let Robert and Cora all of them down later. So, or we'll see. Branson falls in love. Yes, yes. We'll there see. There we go. Yeah, she didn't. He was so mad about her last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't fully into it. Uh, as Hugh says, sounds like a ticking time bomb to me, and I can't agree more. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exciting. Yeah, exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bates and Anna are kind of on the sidelines this entire episode, by the way. Yeah, they just both send each other anonymous valentines. Which made me wonder, what if they actually weren't the ones who sent each other valentines? What if it was like someone like Mosley sent Anna the, the uh, valentine? Bates, would, he'd get a shift. <laughs> or what if it was like Durant or Craig or whatever. That's yeah. like <laughs> send Bates. <laughs> it's like a, like a severed finger or something like that. Yeah. Remember me. Because we don't see them verifying that they sent each other these letters, you know. They yeah. Just, it's just this weird little scene. Also, mm-hmm. I don't know where this stands. Yeah. Anna is the one that turns on O'Brien's like light and finds out she's gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they don't have their cottage yet. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. So this married couple is still living in like twin beds in a manor. <laughs> and then he goes to give her a kiss on Valentine's Day, and she's like, not now, Mr. Bates. We have work to do. And Look, he's, 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 he's... Bates is he, chipper. He's managing. He's chipper AF this episode. They're, they're managing with living in the house, but he's he, he knows what's coming, though. Yeah, it won't be long now. It won't be long now when they have their own cottage to do whatever they want to do. He's a happy boy. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of people who don't have a cottage... Uh, Mr. Grit? Well, or Greg? Yeah. Is Mr. that his name? Was it Grit or Greg? Isn't it Charlie Grit? Cause it's no, Char- he, charming no he's not the other Charming Charlie. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's the guy from episode two. Are you, you looked it up? Yeah. It's him? Yeah. That's the guy? So we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So uh, Mr. Carson gets a letter in the mail, and he immediately crumples it up and throws it away, which, uh, and he does this in front of Hughes, which leads her to, to review the, the letter and see... Uh, That's it. Oh, he had a full beard now. Yeah, yeah. He, he was like very done up with a mustache last yeah. time so what upset uh, carson our old friend charming charlie grig uh the guy who tried to he's on our power rankings yeah he is <laughs> uh, it's funny though because like i don't remember him ever coming back <laughs> no neither do i yeah 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 and here he is so he he wrote carson asking for help because he's living in some kind that's of... the same guy it's the same I guy it was because a... I, I wrote down the quote what it's like we sang and danced together he he, this is our bond. And I thought it was yeah. just like another performer. Which is funny because I completely forgot that Carson was a performer and everything, even though it's been referenced apparently multiple times on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theater folks like us. Yeah. But <laughs> no, this is the other Charming Charlie. He's living in a convent or whatever. Like it's Weaving all... baskets. The workhouse. Yeah. 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 He's uh, <laughs> taking in like mold and breathing bad stuff. He's 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 not doing well. He is ill. And he just feels like something should be done about him. Because, yeah, something can become of him. He's a, He can work. Yeah, and Carson just kind of wants him to just 
stay away. But we, he already came once and they got rid of him. He threatened Downton, didn't he? Yeah. And Carson was so ashamed, and they're like, "Who cares if you sing and dance?" Mm-hmm. I yeah. want to see Carson sing. He probably has a really good, like, low voice. Carson? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I bet he has a good baritone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he has sang. Carson has sang on the show, hasn't he? I'm, has he? I'm pretty sure we've seen him sing. Like at the Christmas special, he like chimed in or whatever. Like I don't remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Carson sang, and it sounded wonderful. Um, okay. Hopefully, we get another performance, though. I mean. You don't bring back another Charming Charlie just to not have them perform together, right? Why? No, yeah, you don't. That's true. Yeah. Is that the big finale? Um, I don't know. We'll see how long this Charming Charlie lasts. He doesn't <laughs> seem to be doing well. He seems pretty sick. Like, he's coughing and everything when he gets to uh, Isabel. Yeah, I don't know if he can sing. Yeah. So so this is this ties into, like... Um, so Isabel's not doing well after Matthew. Yeah, there's there's an over, there's a real theme of... There's a lot of... Not mel- letting go of grief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not really... Not overcoming grief. Mm-hmm. And Isabel is a victim. Right. Because, yeah, Matthew's been gone for six months and she can't get over it. But she has one really good meeting with Edith mm-hmm. where she reminds her that she's a grandmother. Because, like, like, Isabel's like, if I'm not a mother, then who am I? And Edith's like, you could be a good grandmother. It's like, that is the most encouraging thing you've ever said on this show, Edith. Thank you, Edith. <laughs> like, you actually, you, you've done a good thing here. And on that same track, Hughes approaches Isabel about taking on the Charlie. And Isabel doesn't want to do it. Yep. And they're like, guess what? You're doing it. And you can already see Isabel's got like a little pep in her step to like help, you know? Mm-hmm. She's back on track. This is the first time I felt like she wasn't obnoxious to watch mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Isabel. Um, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was a good, it was good move. Good move. Yeah, sure. So who else has some, some fun this week? I mean, if you want to clear out the, the downstairs, Molesley has got a big storyline. Oh, yeah. Mosley, this is really... Uh, Mosley, we have a character debut. Yeah. Finally. Speaking of a good second half character, Septimus. What? <laughs> That's his name? <laughs> Septimus Spratt. Oh, my gosh. So this is one of like the things I dread about the back half of the season. Of these Mr. Seasons, Spratt. Is this guy... Yeah. This guy is so annoying. But he's been... This is really interesting because... He's been in the picture the whole time. Yeah. He's but we just have never seen him. No, no. And they introduce him as if we know who this guy but is. But I feel like, is it my having watched this before? Or is it the fact that they say his name before? that It feels familiar when they let Spratt in. Must be. Did they say his name prior to this? I don't recall. No, because they introduced him without his name. And I was like, who is this guy? I forgot his name. Septimus. <laughs> it's Spratt. <laughs> it's, it went on down in Wikia. It's Septimus Spratt. What is he, like a Transformer? Like, Yeah. Um, <laughs> he turns into a teapot. Uh, well, let's back up a little bit, okay? Because Mosley, it's six months after Matthew passed away, and he's without a job. And even Carson says, like, it's been six months. You can find work, which I find so hilarious because it's just like, look, the man lost his job because the guy died. And there's got to be a there's emotional side to that where, like, he was close with this man, and then he died. Mm-hmm. It's like you're factoring in like the whole grieving period as part of his six months of trying to find work elsewhere. It's like you have no excuse. You had six months to find a job. It's like I'm sure well, he, he's not quite as harsh with that tone. He's, no, he's but like, we've been very hospitable. You should be a little bit more understanding. Like it's not that easy to find a job, especially when there's not that many you know mm-hmm. lords or whatever to, to help with. Um, so he he's trying to find work, but he's going to have to live with Senior Mosley for a little bit. Yeah, uh, who has a nice moment with the Dowager at the beginning of the episode, too. Yeah. So he says, uh, it's a changing world, and then the Dowager's like, don't I know it? 
Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like very sweet. Yeah. I thought it interesting because isn't the Dowager's last interaction with Senior Mosley at the, the, the flower show or whatever? The... Did they interact at all before the cricket game? I don't know. But it seems like there's a bit of a spark there. In a, weird, in a weird way. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm catching the wrong vibe. But I, I felt... feel like the Dowager is like sleeper friends with a lot of older people. What do you mean by that? Like you see a couple times she has moments with Carson. Like I think oh, okay. it's when um, Sybil dies. So she's not sleeping around with him. No, no. Sleep, like, like on the DL, she's friends with people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or at least has, you know, she, she adheres so much to the social structure that, mm-hmm. you know, like had she been another generation, she would have just been friends with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's funny because when she informs about um, Shackleton coming to town and looking for a helper, she says it quick, quickly to Senior Mosley and then like rolls up the window as he's like, thank you. I just like <laughs> the idea of her rolling up the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like 85 years Aggressively. old. Aggressively. <laughs> yeah. And then after this, I think we get the moment, for me, the moment of the episode. It, it's it, There's a full moon out and we have Lonesome Mosley staring off at it just pondering his future because he's at a crossroads he doesn't know what's going to happen to him where he's going to end up Mm -hmm. because he thought he had like a path working with matthew and something but now he's just lost and i don't know i had these vibes of like luke skywalker staring off at like the 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 tattooing son yeah that's what i felt like with mosley here just like thinking about his future what could be what might be this is a very grounding episode for mosley as a character like he 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 becomes less of a goof and more of a human yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a real person. And like you see his like father like trying to like console him and Mosley's just like I, I don't know. I don't know. And then then there's the luncheon. Yeah, and then we cut to him interacting with Spratt and it's like what? Spratt Spratt is like the anti Mosley. Yeah. He's yeah. like a pudgy and he has like thick hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's and he thinks Mosley's gunning for his job. He doesn't have much of a neck either. His head just kind of juts out of his body. Yeah, he's like a turtle man. <laughs> that's that. That's fair. <laughs> um yeah, and and he yeah. and Mosley's like, I would never do that. And then Spratt is like, Yeah, we'll see. And then Spratt just like sabotages the whole luncheon. Yeah, he makes him pick up. He tells like Mosley to pick up this pot by like yeah, where he puts it's like a little burner on. And then mm-hmm. he's like, <laughs> He just goes, Mister Mosley, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't like. Yeah, he's just trying to make Mosley fall over and Pratt fall. It's like, don't worry, Spratt. Mosley will do that soon enough on his own. That's just who he is. And then uh, Shackleton is just like. He's not very good at this, is he? And you can see the Dowager's like a little annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is like, the Dowager has no real need to help Mosley. Like, mm-hmm. she's just being a good human. But if Mosley's to embrace his like Luke Skywalker destiny, he'll 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 figure out the Force. He'll get his hand cut off by Spratt. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Dar- that would be, so Spratt is like Darth Vader. I, I, don't, I don't want to go that far. Yeah, who is Spratt? S- Spratt is like... Is Spratt like Jabba the Hutt? Who is who would Spratt be? <laughs> um, if the Dowager is Obi Wan, mm-hmm. Spratt is Darth Vader. Spratt is definitely Darth Vader. I guess I, I no, he's like a some like rival at the Academy or whatever. Like, Mostly at best is C three PO. But that moment, <laughs> that moment of him staring off of the moon, had such resonance to me. I don't know. I don't know. Mo- let's move on. What's what's next? Edith is next. <laughs> okay, yeah. What what is what is going on with Edith? What isn't going on with Edith? Edith is the only person that seems to be really doing well <laughs> yeah. following this death of Matthew. Like, like without like there's really no plot with Robert in this episode, aside from the fact that he's just like babying Mary. He's just being a huge like like nobody mess with Mary. Yeah. Leave yeah. her alone. And then like every time it's like, what if we do this? No. Or like yeah. I cause apparently we'll get to Edith when we get there. Yeah. What happened was 
Matthew, assuming he wouldn't die, <laughs> didn't write a will. I mean, do you have a will? No. Me neither. I'm, I'm not assuming I'm going to die I'm not tomorrow. a billionaire, though. Uh, you got stuff to, you got a lot of Funkos to give away, man. Yeah, man. Well, I should. I got to know where those wind up so yeah. I don't get incinerated. <laughs> yeah, so don't die, man. Uh, so, uh, there's no will. So, baby George, the baby's name is George. Yeah. Gets all of his money. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it baby George or master George? Mas- master Lord King George. Okay. Pharaoh George. <laughs> he gets all of Matthew's money and marries nothing. Yep. So, Lord Grantham's just like, I'm just assuming because the baby is is the master and, and the, the joint master, mm-hmm. I'm in charge of his shares. I'm making the decisions. People are like, hey, man, d- d- stop. You're not good with money, Grantham. No. <laughs> And then he's just like, leave Mary alone. Mary doesn't need to be here. Yeah, he puts her in like wrapping. You know? and, and there's this, the part where they're having the dinner and, and the dowager and Branson are like, Mary, you should like do something. And Lord Grantham's like, stop doing this. Don't you agree, Grandma? No. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Well, I don't know. So that's, that's the entirety of Robert this episode is being like yeah. a, a buzzkill. Yeah. So Edith is the only one that doesn't seem to be down. Yeah. And I noted that she's always wearing bright colors. Mm-hmm. She goes to see Gregson. I mean, that's what having a, a significant other in your life can do sometimes. Yeah. So she goes to London to see Gregson. And mm-hmm. apparently they haven't seen each other in a while. And he meets her at the train station. And she's like, what's up? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I had to tell you. Yeah. I can divorce my mentally ill wife <laughs> if we go to Germany. If I become a German, the most hated race in the world right now, <laughs> if I join the New World Order, <laughs> yeah, we can get married. If you actually think <laughs> that we can be a couple, if you actually think so, she—it's like she's like, oh, okay, cool. That's and I don't know, no, no, no. Well, she's she, not, she is not. Like no, she's that. not like that. No, she is Which, like I don't. I don't know. I don't know about. But that. But she still wants to be with him. Well, yeah, but the, you know. Let's write it out. I think I feel like that's her attitude right now. It's like, we'll get to Germany when we get there, but let's just kind of like, let's just make out in a restaurant. How sexy is that? Yeah. And he's like, really? Right here? I, it's funny because like later in the episode, they're at like a party um, and he asks her like, do you, how do you feel about Germany? And she's like, I don't know still. And you kind of look around at the party. There's some old people, but he's like, the guy trying to fit in with the young kids, but he's definitely older. Hmm. You, you know, it's like you see Sir Anthony in the background. Yeah, it's whenever someone you know shows up at a party and they're like, they're dating that person. Oh, oh, oh yeah, he, he, they look a little old for that one. I don't, I don't know. But all right, if you if you love them, <laughs> and they go to to kiss again, mm-hmm. and some guy's like, "Where's the gin? I need some gin." And he's like, "The gin is that way," and that kills the buzz. I, I did not. Uh, yeah, some guy I, walks up and he's like, "Where? Where's the gin? <laughs> yeah, we need gin." I, I did not make note of that. There's something um, about gin. Yeah. All right. But so, you know, like Edith, it's things like you got to give it to Edith for rising to the occasion because this party that Gregson mm-hmm. is throwing is to introduce Edith to the writing community. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Which is super cool. Yeah, Gregson's a Gregson's deal. a good dude. He, he's in a real pickle. I feel you like yeah. you feel for Gregson. Mm-hmm. Like, Sir Anthony's a, a jerk. Yeah. Edith has, like, a guy. It's, like, an impossible set of circumstances, but he's a good dude. Yeah. 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 We'll see how this goes, though. So, you know, we'll get there, Edith. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. The, uh, like, I, I did also note, like, she is beaming in this episode compared to everybody else. 
Yeah, there's one scene where she interacts with Mary, and Mary's kind of like has the, the higher step, and you can kind of feel like the certain like pettiness coming from Mary of like, oh, you're gonna go see your man or whatever. It's yeah. Valentine's Day. What what are you reading? It's like, oh, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she, I, I know she's wearing like red, and it's like like very colorful. And then the next time with the party, she's wearing like blue. Mm-hmm. It's very good use of color. It's a, it's a change for Edith. She's 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 usually like the I know, she's like blossoming. She, she is exactly, and I think yeah. it's a big episode for Edith. Yeah. What, well, big episode for Mary, but not in a positive way. No, I, she's... We need to get to this. This is like the thing hanging over the entire house. One thing about Michelle Dockery, mm-hmm. she's not a great actor when she's pouty. What do you mean? I thought Mary, everything she was like, you know, like everything was very like forcibly down. I don't know. I mean, you lost your husband. I I, I didn't... I bought it. I thought it was possible. It was too much. Right. Oh, you have your lover. It's like, what? Yeah, what? Well, I, that's I what she says to about Gregson and Edith. It didn't sound like that to me. Oh, it did to me. It uh, did to me. Maybe because we just watched a movie starring her where she was a crazy person. Maybe maybe you need to I, tune I, back into where Mary's well, at. The good, good news, if, spoiler alert, I don't think she's going to be grieving much longer. I don't know. I don't know. Grief works in funny ways. You, you don't Either just, way. Yeah. <laughs> she spends the whole episode just like... She's despondent. Yeah. She calls her baby an orphan. Yeah, a little poor little orphan. But then she's like, who is it? Uh, Anna. Anna's like, she's not an orphan. George is an orphan. She's a mother. And yeah. then, what is that, Mr. Bates? No, that's, yeah, Bates speaking through Anna. So. A, she has a mother. <laughs> and then Mary's there like. There is another. There is a mother. <laughs> it's like she, and the, the, I guess she's not poor either is what Mary says. Because she's. Yeah. It's not a good situation for her, but she is really relishing in this negativity. She's not even trying to leave. What do you expect? The Bosman died. Look at Branson. What do you mean, look at Branson? Branson's wife died, and look at how well he's doing. But he's in a different set of circumstances. How? He's always had the fight to like prove where he's at. So like, And he was busy. He busied himself immediately with the manor. Yeah, but she, they're like, why don't you do something? And she's like, can't you see... I'm still but, sad, but it's different though because it's just like she also has Grantham like encouraging her to kind of like. Stay. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. That that's she's still like I I have never been through a loss like that, so I can't yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. But she is over the top despondent. I I don't think so. I feel like it was appropriate, and, and but I do think like six months on, it's like yeah, maybe you should start to show signs of like okay, you're getting over it. Well, not even show signs of getting over it. Just, just allow the people in your life to give you advice and be nice to you. Yeah, oh, like, I felt she for... has that moment with Carson. Yeah, she Carson's like, because it Branson goes to Carson and says like, Mary loves and trusts you. Mm-hmm. Please help me. Yeah, and and go. <laughs> Please talk. don't hire this Edna woman. I don't know about that, but I can help Mary. <laughs> and yeah. So he she goes up. Mm-hmm. Or he goes up and talks to her. Carson's like, why don't you take an interest in the house? And Mary is like. Who, you, like you might think you have the right to talk to me, but you have no right to talk. And she goes off. She, she cuts a promo. She goes for the throat on Carson. She's like, "You're nothing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you think you are? You thought you cared for me. You never cared for me. I cared for me. Yeah. No. Like. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. My, my notes literally say, "Barrow, all capital letters, heel turn again." This is in yeah. reference to Nanny West. Immediate next line, Mary heel turn on Carson. Yeah, we were old friends. And then you see Carson kind of like as a wounded dog go to walk out the door and he's like, 
no, wait a second. He grabs the mic <laughs> and he says, you're letting yourself be defeated. And the crowd, <sighs> Drops the mic. Carson, Carson, <laughs> Kicks Carson. open the door, then walks away. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he went, then he was dancing and everything afterwards. I, I didn't... Carson? Yeah. 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 Singing and dancing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But then, so, and then the Dowager, after mm-hmm. this dinner fiasco that we talked about briefly, like... It all blows up where they're like, Mary, you should do this. And then she's like, can't you see I'm grieving? Yeah, yeah. Like, doesn't anybody understand? And then she storms away. And mm-hmm. the dowager goes to her room and knockout performance mm. from the dowager. Yeah, yeah. Like, holy moly. Yeah. When she's like tearing up. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, what's the difference between me and, and in a, or you, like, a, what does she say? A she, governess? Yeah, there's more than one type of mother or whatever. Uh, and she's like, the difference is I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, we don't see the Dowager really get emotional like that. No, she pierces through her, like, you know, her, her screen to, like, get through to Mary. And mm-hmm. it, it works. Yeah. And then Lady Mary goes and apologizes mm-hmm. to Carson. Yeah. And the crowd applauded, too. You know, yeah. it was just a sweet moment. Yeah. They hug. <laughs> um, so, anyways, we see the lunch the next day after Carson re- or um, after Grantham reminded Mary, you don't need to come to this. And Mary shows up and well, this... so it shows this room full of people. And it's like, what the heck is this? These are all the farmers. These yeah, but are it, it, it yeah. took me like a minute to adjust to like all of these people in like yeah. plaid or not plaid, but like khaki colored suits. Mm-hmm. And then Branson's just like sitting there, like trying not to get caught up in it. Yeah. And then Mary comes in after being in mourning the whole episode, all black, everything mm-hmm. purple, purple yeah. dress. Yeah. She walks in. She's like, sorry to keep you waiting. Let's do this. Like Mr. Her Taylor, old... what about what's this about giving up sheep is her first line. And then it's like Yeah. We'll find out next time about that sheep <laughs> on sheep. Down Abbey. <laughs> so she comes with like real and you know, she's we're done grieving for and, now. And it, it kind of sets a tone of like, oh, there's a new boss lady in town. Yeah. She may be taking the reins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh so we'll see how this goes. Maybe, you know, Mary gets back her power and takes on Edith later in the season. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> takes on Edith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both sure. at the height of their powers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She has the higher ground. Yeah. Um, I think that covers it for the 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 big uh, the big stories. Over- There's a also we we got a something else happens downstairs briefly. Hmm? They get a mixer. Oh yeah. And Pat Moore smashes the mixer accidentally. And we hear that trademark Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patmore does squeal, uh, squeal that she a lot. Said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she says that, and then it says she's a, she's so ashamed because she feels like she's, you know, she's irrelevant. Yeah, she's she's afraid that the technology will will replace her. Um, it, which is funny because they sh- briefly show a vacuum cleaner in this episode. And I was like, they got that already? Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, someone's using the vacuum cleaner. It's like, whoa, technology's coming at you faster in huh. 1922. Hmm. Get ready. Um, Hey, so that happened as well. Yeah, so shout out to Patmore. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you don't get forgotten. I don't. I, I have a feeling she won't. No, she can't. Just keep writing letters, you know. Um, on a good episode, yes, no. Compared to other season openers, I loved this episode. I was so I thought it was a fantastic episode, full of ups and downs, mm-hmm. twists. Yeah, twists with a payoff because of but you know the Barrow stuff. Mm-hmm. Twist, he got his way, and yeah. she was also evil. Yeah, I think it was a solid opener. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't have that wedding that that you know led season three, but in terms of like course correcting after Matthew being gone, it really you know you get the feel like things will be okay in the manner. Yeah, and we get Septimus. 
Yes, Septimus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like this guy. I don't. Septimus Pratt. I, I don't look forward really to it. really does sound like a Transformer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm here. Septimal Septimus. Um, any any favorite quotes or lines from the episode? Um, let me see. Uh, Mosley, or Senior Mosley gives some advice to Mosley. Like, you want to be the best, you got to beat the best or whatever. It's like... He says that? Yeah, yeah. So quotes like, Ric Flair? Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, woo, at the moon. <laughs> Wild moment. Um, it's Oh, the Dowager has a line. Uh, are we selling Mosley to a servant? No, not as a Chinese uh, laundryman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oi, oi. <laughs> That's... Uh, when uh, when Hughes looks at the letter from the charming Charlie, mm-hmm. uh, Carson goes, "You've taken a letter after I crumpled it." <laughs> like, yeah, to put such emphasis on crumpled because he drops it right in front of her, and that's a, a man you sang and danced with. And then Gar- uh, Cart, yeah, Hughes says he's as bad as if we've read a book about it by Dickens. <laughs> to which Carson says. It's a man he sang and danced with, and Carson says it's a time in his life he'd prefer to forget. Yeah, he really is haunted by performing. In, be, yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, he has a high opinion of himself. Yeah. Uh, the Edith quote: "You joined the most hated race in Europe for me." <laughs> it's so good. So <laughs> good. Great at smash cuts to Gregson's like in the Third Reich with Hitler. <laughs> oh no, that, that'd be awful. But, <laughs> but he's yeah. like, I did it for Edith. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> yeah. Next episode, Attack of the Nazis. <laughs> um, move on that note. Yeah, on that note, let's get to the power rankings. Who's uh, who's down for you? Number three down is Pat Moore. Oh yeah, she's going to get replaced. She's really scared. Mm-hmm. She wants to do good. You know, just avoid crisis by sending this Valentine to to Daisy. See, I thought that that good move was. It was a good move, but yeah. it kind of unfortunately blew up in her face. Yeah, unknown. So you know, this is a this is not as negative of an episode as it would seem. I, it was a lot of melancholy. Where yeah. a lot of people, there's a lot of sadness, but no, nothing's necessarily down. For there's a lot, a lot of, of like hazy middle folk. Yeah. So Pat Moore. Yeah. Light third place. Uh, Carson for me is a light third place. Okay. Because he got this guy brought back up in his life. He just doesn't want to deal with, and um. There's also that moment, too, where, like, uh, the letters come and, uh, oh, I used to be a romantic. Of course I know about Valentine's Day, but maybe I'm not anymore. It's like, Carson, you need some love in your life. Uh, So number three for him. My number two? Yeah. Lord Robert Grantham. Really? Yeah. Tell me why. Didn't do anything in this episode. He was just, like, trying to be overprotective and, you know, Mm -hmm. basically keep Mary down even though he thinks it's for the best, he knows it's not for the best. Yeah. He's being selfish and he doesn't want to change. It's sort of like he's reverting back to his old ways. Yeah, he's being told he's wrong again. And then when the turn happens and Mary comes out in the purple, Lord Grantham's like, whoa. Yeah. Like, you, huh? Yeah. This isn't something I anticipated. That's fair. Uh, number two, I have Nanny West. I was thinking about where does Nanny West fall, but I'm, I didn't want to waste points. <laughs> at the same time, she no, get her out of here. She had a bad week. She's a bad person. This is, she is. This goes down She's on her record. She's a wicked little crossbreed. Yes, this goes down on her record for recommendations in the future. Negative two points. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. You played yourself. Yep. Number one seems pretty obvious. Hmm? Molesley. Really? Oh, I don't know. Molesley <laughs> has the worst week. He's uncertain about his future. He's staring yeah. at the moon. Yeah. Then he goes for like what the the lady, one of the highest socially ranked people in mm-hmm. the town, arranges for him to basically put on a demo about how good he is at his job. Yeah. And Septimus, 
screws him over constantly and leaves him unemployed. Mm-hmm. He's like a 40-year-old man, probably older. He looks yeah. older, living with his dad. Yeah. I, I feel... What's, there's nobody that has a worse week than I that. feel the winds are changing coming for Mosley, so I... I it, it doesn't matter if the winds are changing. It's episode by episode. No, well, you know who's the worst? O'Brien had the worst week. No, well, she... She didn't. left without saying anything, and then everyone in the house is like, O'Brien, O'Brien, she <laughs> left. She didn't say anything, and that's how they'll forever remember her as a bad person, and that's how I'll forever remember her at the bottom of the list. Bye, O'Brien, negative three. See where you end up on the power rankings next time. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> wow, you really threw O'Brien... Mosley, you didn't even have Mosley at all. O'Brien was such a major character in this show. The tides are changing. He has the worst week I of think anybody. He's coming back around. I smell, I smell a change coming for him. You gave Nanny West point. She had a bad week. She was evil. But Mosley is. I don't. I. I think he's coming back around, man. He's. I think he's having a moment right now. I think he, <laughs> he's. He's going to learn from that sprat. You better not be on your up rankings. No, of course not. He's. He didn't have a good week. He, he had the worst week. I think he, he had a better week. O'Brien's going to India. She's going. She's going to ride the Darjeeling she's, Express. She's never welcome in Downton again. TBD on the movie. We'll see. Oh my gosh, she comes back in the movie from India with like I don't know. She knows some kung fu or some mysticism, kung whatever. Fu? <laughs> Not kung fu. You, but like, you've gone too far. She she learned a thing or two in India, and she's going to unleash it on Thomas. Just wait. Just wait for the movie. She's going to physically fight him. Yeah. All right. Well, who do you have going up? Hughes. He was at number three. I think she's underrated. Yeah. She she's so She's in, the glue. Yeah, she's involved in so much this week in terms of trying to reconnect Carson with uh with Charlie Griggs and then uh helping Isabel get on track by taking care of her. And then she even helps Pat Moore clean up at the end, which I thought was thought was such a sweet moment. Uh, the BFFs. I think it's a very underrated good Hughes week for her. Yeah. Well, I uh Charlie Carson, number three. Really? Yeah. All right. Because granted, he's not thrilled about other charming Charlie. Mm-hmm. That's no knock on him. Yeah, the thing with you know Lady Mary is it is an all time great Downton scene where he's like he just wants to do the right thing. It's true. And when she puts him in his place, and she's like, "You don't talk to me like that." He walks out and he gives the gut punch of the century. Yeah, and also you know maker. like granted the stuff with Edna is not great. Mm-hmm. He's like he's he's essential to this to stuff happening, and he's the voice of reason in a weird way. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I totally yeah. see that. A light light three light uh, on both ends for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, number two, I have Isabel because she's okay. Get, she's getting back on track and like she's she's figuring things out. Maybe even before Mary has, you know. It, and it, again, we're not Isabel fans, so this is no. high praise. No, I actually felt sympathy for her for this episode, and so. Good, good for her. Good, good for getting back to herself. Yeah, yeah. I had Mary at number two. Yeah, because that turn at the end. You know, you want to mm. give O'Brien negative three points for one. That's scene. a lasting impact that she'll never turn back unless oh, she shows up I, in the movie. The, the tides are changing for Mary. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't the tide, oh, things are changing for Mary. I sense good things. Do you think she'll be able to turn on the manor? Yes, with Branson. All right. All right, and we'll see that moment. You know, she speaking of that scene with Carson, mm-hmm. she realizes her the error in her ways, apologizes, and then comes back in a positive way. At the same time, though, like she's been, she was down the whole episode, and we don't see any. O'Brien is in one silhouette. That's different. That that's overarching. So Mary is barely there for her child. She lets Nanny West watch after her kids. 
Okay. Danny West is not a good person. So, like, come on, Mary, be there for your daughter. Son. Just be, or your son, <laughs> Master George. Be there for Master George. Okay. I think the turn at the end of the episode was great. Look, I think there's one thing we can agree on this episode. Who had the best week? Edith. What? Oh, no. How, okay. No, no. Okay. Why? What? Her guy She's is going to become a Nazi. Or <laughs> she had the best week. Tell me why he did have the best week. You, you can't say anything after you said Mosley did not have the worst week. Because he didn't. He didn't. Edith, like I said, she's beaming the whole episode. Yeah. Whole episode. She's in color. Okay. She's working. Yeah. And nobody else is, you know. Yeah. She's traveling. Yeah. She's doing good things. But this guy's going to go to Germany, man. So? The guy's trying to make it work for love. Simple. Good week. All right. Well, I'll tell you who had the best week. It was Barrow. Barrow obviously had the best week. Oh, that's true. He sh- I should have put him somewhere. <laughs> yes. He didn't have the best week, though. He's reverting you... back to his heel tendencies. But Koro's... I, I sense bad things for him. No. No, no, no. He is on the... <laughs> you saw the way Bates looked at him. Yeah, when Cora gave him a compliment because Bates is jealous. I Are he... you turning on Bates now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It depends how he did it gets with Thomas. Because Thomas, as much as he's like a little selfish and wants to get his own way... He got extra bonus points from Cora by correctly identifying Nanny West as being a bad person. Barrow is getting a lot of... And I guess he's won the war with O'Brien. Right. She's gone. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. Yeah, he got... So, and, and that's the other thing, too, is the dichotomy of this power rankings. We got O'Brien on the bottom. People are always going to remember her as a piece of trash. We got Barrow on the up. Who, who wins long term? We find out that Barrow won long term and O'Brien lost the war. That's what we find out this episode. They should just show like every season O'Brien like living her best life in <laughs> India, <laughs> learning learning some fighting moves to take on Thomas when she gets back. And Barrow's just like screwing over a nanny and then like being mean to this guy and like pushing Mosley. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, this person's evil. <laughs> O'Brien's gone, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, I mean that in a oh, yeah. You know what? I'll. I'll he he's number four for me. Okay, all right. That's that's Edith fine. Edith has Edith is in love, and she's wearing colors. All right. I think this is new Edith. You know who's number four for me on the up? Evan Mosley. <laughs> he didn't have that bad of a week. I'm, yeah, I'm, he I'm, did. He's <laughs> the worst week. He has a, the only person who are, I mean Nanny West. She gets fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who else gets fired this episode? Mosley. He didn't get fired. He didn't even get hired. He got let go. He's living with his father. When's the change, brother? When's the change? All right, we got to get out of here. This has been a long episode. We'll catch you next time on episode two of season four. Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, and Patreon. Well, come hang out in the Lords of Grantham Lounge. And, and MacFest. Get our name out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll catch you next time on the Lords of Grantham Podcast. Adios.